This episode of Tech Talk Talk a Tuesday features a cooling fan that's very loud, some AI talk, and some other information that you'll learn from. So give the show a listen. Who's Logan? <sighs> Who's Logan? I don't know. So I uh, I know a Tyler. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. Products. I'm Jimmy Lewis, and this is um, Logan. No, Matt. Matt Mattoon, who Matt. is trying to improve the show. Right. What technical difficulty are we going to start with tonight? Well, we're trying some different settings out because I don't really like how the stream looks once it's recorded and stays on YouTube. Uh-huh. So I'm trying some different uh, encoder and bitrate settings to see if we can fully optimize this. This is what everybody this. wants to know. So if you're doing a podcast, if you're working on a podcast on the side, really all it takes is a phone. And then you you just get like something that looks like a microphone and you talk into it, but you're really just doing everything through the phone. So do that. And then you can say you have a, a podcast. But luckily, this is 160 shows? Yeah, this okay. is 160. Yeah, I've done this 160 times. So you think I'd know better to thank our sponsors. Of course, I'd like to thank Yamaha, Takomoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC Sprockets, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. If you want to call into this show, if you have a question that you really need to, to explain or it's hard to type, like this is what typing sounds like, by the way. Yeah, that's Matt typing on the show. He's trying to fix something. We have the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, the number is 775-318-5515. Um, we will be... Nicer than usual to the callers. Nicer than usual. Nicer than usual. <laughs> so, um, Dirt Bike Lanny Six says, "I have a 125." And this is coming through on our uh, Dirt Bike Test Instagram account. That's good, Lanny. I have a 125 too. In fact, I have a Yamaha YZ125. And do we get the new reads? Did not get new reads. I reached out today about that. Actually, well, then that's why I'm going to have to make up some more Yamaha content. I think we should talk about the 23 Yamaha YZ450 that Trevor is riding today, mm-hmm. or but has ridden today. He rode it. Yeah. yeah, I actually got I got a video of Scott Hoffman just completely casing a double jump, just smashing it. Oh, really? And why? What are you waving at? I'm trying some different frame rate settings too. Okay, right, like during the show. Yeah, well, this is stuff that I can't really test until we're live. Okay. You know, well, there's. I've done a lot of research. I've been making sure. There's that, a delay over there, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I've, I've tried different, I'm trying a different frame rate setting, which is going to allow us to, and I'm also trying different encoder settings. and So we can rate. knock the show into slow motion. Well, we, just just get it to look generally better. Uh-huh. Like, we've, we've, we've been working on the lighting, so. Right. And. Trying to work on this now. Okay. Uh, so at some point I'm going to call Trevor. I, you know what I wanted. You know what I wanted to do because our last show was a blowout. Hey, if you if you want to, uh, if this show is too slow for you already, just go to show 159. And then if it is the best show ever, um, let us know because I have to I have to give the analytics back to one very concerned uh, person who's really checking to make sure. Whoa, I have to read all this about how good the show was, the last show? I mean, <laughs> I'll read it. Okay. Got I, it. I was passing on our good uh, our good comments to to Jerry. Okay. So, so, so 
If you are wondering, this uh, show, we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle-related pro- related products. We answer your questions. We try to solve your issues. Um, usually, we have answers. We know a little bit. It's it's worth what you pay for it. I've been doing You've this been for, around the block for I've a been in, yeah, doing this for a long time. And Mark Daniel says, whoopee, it's TTT. He throws extra tea in there because he's also having tacos and tequila. Tequila. Yeah. What do we think about the TTRs? Um, so I actually, oh, so he's, I have a TTR 125 as well, which I use on the flat track quite a bit. I got it set up for Enduro. I got hand guards and stuff on it. I like them. I like it way better than the Honda ones because they had electric start way before. So hmm. better than the, uh, better than the CRF 100, XR 100, oh. XR 80. Yeah. It's a high revving bike. The XR is more torquey. The TTR, you got to rev it a little bit. So, hmm. So yeah, nice. dirt bike Lanny six. Uh, man, I should yeah talk more TTR stuff here, but ask the specific questions, get a specific answer. Let's go to the let's go straight to the questions. And you have our rooster okay. endos ready to go. Rooster endos, are, yeah, they're pretty much ready to go. All we're I gonna, have to do is click some buttons. Okay, we're gonna drop those things in as a uh, as soon as possible, or at, you know, in a, in a different order than usual. Whenever you're ready, you just let me know. This is like it's the way I like it to be. Uh, what's our first question? This is from Bill O'Neill. Would there be any benefit? Hold on, let me get rid of that. Okay. Would there be any f- benefit going from a 110 10, a 110 to a 100-100? I'm assuming that's supposed to be 18. On my 125XC other than weight, 40C rider. What just sounded like we turned a... Is somebody vacuuming in the show? No, that is the... The processor trying to fry on our on our mainframe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it coming through? Oh yeah, I can hear it. That's 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 what we do here at the show. I'm going to try to turn my mic away from the the, <laughs> the vacuum cleaner. Professional show. Very professional. We'll. we'll uh... So Bill O'Neill, um, Bill, who obviously has fat fingers, and I'm just saying that because there was there was some typos in the. The important part of this question is tire sizes. And so I'm just I'm d- determined between a 110 10 18 and a 100 128. Yeah, so that's I, why you saw me stumble there. I know. I'm not sure where you're getting the 28 inch rim, but I'm just going to guess that that fat finger hit the 2 instead of the 1, so it's a 110 118 or it's a 100 118 and a 110 100 18. So there's really, it's so, so the 100, 100 is smaller by just a little bit. Um, and other than weight, no, it, it, it's, it, they're, they're gonna, those tires are going to weigh so much the same, I think. But I used to run the bigger tires on my 125 because I, I like the traction that I got with them. And most of the time, my 125s had more power than everybody else's 125. And so it didn't affect it that way. I would rather have the traction. And we were also desert racing, which meant you were also going fast. And that inertia of that wheel and stuff, you know, once you got it going, it was kind of an advantage. So I've always been a fan of the slightly bigger tires on on the bikes. And on most of my bikes, I run the the larger size tires. Like in fact, on my 350, I run a 120, 80, 
Oh no, one. Uh, geez, I always get screwed up with the sire size. One twenty. One one twenty one hundred one ten one hundred. His his business typos have just wrecked my brain. Sorry. So, anyways, I but I so I run the one twenty on the three fifty where most people run the one ten. So, um, I the benefit you you can get more traction, but if you if you if your bike feels sluggish, don't do it because that extra traction is going to make it more sluggish. The the extra weight. You know, the extra just – it's more traction than the weight really is what I would consider um, the problem. So if it's sluggish, don't do it. If you if you feel like it's got power and it's doing everything for you, try it. It's just a tire. You can change it and then if it, you can take it right back off and sell it to somebody who has a 150. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the that's the answer. Oh, we got a pump. Oh, we, I, I had hidden the um counter. Oh, the, well, no, you're just going to blow the whole show up by trying to put extra features into it that we don't need anymore. Cause I hardly ever say, um, unless I'm thinking and I'm trying to give the correct answer. Uh, right. I had two already. Yeah. Okay. So, but tr- trust me, the, the, the trials and tribulations, actually there's the somebody, there's somebody be worth it. I just saw that popped up on our Instagram. Unfortunately, he's on Instagram and they're, they're like, they're kind of like, down here on the, on the scale things like yeah. they, they're instantly there he would know everything about tire sizes and he probably is way more qualified to answer that than than i am hmm. and it's um randy from michelin oh popped in there mr so, fmip yeah so that's how that's the kind of questions we answer we usually like to have experts here but i just make it up and then hopefully somebody helps me out with that <laughs> yeah okay so we actually have a let's see Oh, Carl just put a deposit on a 23300 XE. That's so what's the topic of choice today? Um and how does it have to Well, you're bragging, Carl. That's really nice. I wish yeah. I had wish I had that kind of coin to just get one of the, those those are going to be really good bikes. Yeah. They're they're really good. I forgot the the XE line. They're they're also getting the fuel injection? They're getting or the the TBI? TBI, yeah. yeah. So so it's 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 instead of TPI transfer port injection. It's what does TBI stand for, anyways? Throttle body. Throttle body. TB throttle body. Because there's two of them still. There's one. There's one in front and one in the one in front and one in back. I don't know. I just rode the damn things. I didn't ride the XC. I rode the I rode the um, the SXs and it was it was good. Mm-hmm. People are going to be really happy with those. It's funny how all the people that complained about. I can't wait for the I I can't wait for the complaining to start on those. Mm-hmm. But all the people that are that were complaining about they like see all this stuff that we complain about KTM fixed it. It's like no, I think they just made it different. <laughs> so, <laughs> should I call in before the rooster endo? Asks George. Um, George, you can call in any time. Uh, is that COVID, Matt? No, uh, your cat wandered in here earlier though. Oh yeah, and that's what you're you're you're. You're disgracing my cat by sneezing. Well, I did notice that she was in here, not because I saw her first, but because my eyes are starting to get itchy. I'm like, oh, oh, and then I saw movement out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, she she knows. She's trying to get rid of the people she doesn't like. Um, George, call in sooner rather than later. I think George actually has to like, he has to uh, coordinate a call. Like he he's got a friend or something. That's I, I heard it's like a guy has a I'm, I'm going to go racing and what do I need to do question. Mm-hmm. I think we've answered those before, but we can always uh, do that. 
Uh, Carl stuck. says he's stuck at the firehouse. Uh, what are you, what am I drinking? Well, this is um, uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just a Jimmy Juice, but but for later I got a Peebs. I'm back on the I'm back on the team. Okay, Matt. Let's our, what's our next uh, comment? next question? All right, best. Uh, so this is from uh, Chipper four forty two best episode yet jimmy thanks for getting the prez gb and uh gene on you need to try and get them back c442 uh fuck racing for life blood in blood out <laughs> yeah chip kind of runs the uh the the united states um version of the fuck you um racing brigade so um, yeah, Chip, uh, it was a it was a good episode. I really liked it because I just got to sit back and relax. I didn't have to do nearly as much. Um, well, I, I was back in my producer chair. I wasn't in front of the camera. Yeah, Jerry kind of he he knows he he knows how to be a, a host. That's yeah. for sure. Oh well, speaking of George calling in, okay, he just called in. Let's see. All right, George, you should be on. You there, Justin? Yeah. Oh, we got. Hey, we am got, I here? Yeah, you're here. You're live on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. George, how can we help you? See, I'm trying to be nice. Well, my buddy Justin up in Eureka, Montana, had to go outside away from his computer because his phone doesn't work. So he's out freezing cold weather, and he has some questions for you. He's a he's a forty something year old like. B class rider up here, and he's going to all his dream tracks down there, mainly Glen Helen, to a race in a month. Oh, is that World two Vets? weeks? Yeah, I think the <laughs> I think is that was that where you're going down to the World Vets? Yep, yep. Doing a motocross vacation in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. First time for me. Well, I I hate I I don't never we we. We talk these cl- tracks up like there's something really special, and it, it what was special is the quantity of tracks that we had. But let me tell you, um, just like anything, these practice tracks can be weather dependent. Uh, they can be prep dependent, and they can uh, just lots of things. You know, you you could go to Glen Helen, and it, it could be the perfect day, and the, and a guy with a quad will show up and just wreck the whole track. Some really fast quad racer <laughs> guy. So. Don't, I'm just going to tell you, don't get your hopes up too high. That's the first thing. They're just practice tracks, but they're prepped and watered and, or sometimes watered, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, what are, what are the questions? Oh, I was just wondering if you had any, um, good advice. Um, maybe like some tire setup, gearing setup. Um, because that's kind of a whole nother world from where I'm at. Uh, so the good thing is, is that a lot of the manufacturers do a lot of their bike development at Glen Helen. So stock bikes tend to work really good there for regular riders. Now, all of the magazines would try to say something different because they all try to be better than the manufacturers. But then again, it's one person riding a bike that, you know, 20 or 30 other people, you know, collectively it, it, it it's, they got to make a bike to work for everybody, but generally stock gearing, even at Glen Helen. I, I mean, I, I, I really find myself wanting to change. What, what bike are you on by the way? Um, 2008 
uh, YZ450 and uh, 2007 250. Oh, so uh, not exactly the most current brand new bikes. Uh, I'm going to go back in my memory banks. To, so Yamaha does more development out of Glen Helm <laughs> than any other manufacturer, I think. Nah, eh, they do a fair amount. But they used to do it this back then, they used to do it at another track. I don't remember wanting to change the gearing on those 2008 that's the that's the old one where the 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 engine's still the yeah, re- still the right way the well we don't want to call it the right way anymore right but no we won't call it the, the regular the old conventional the, the conventional way yeah so it's a conventional way motor um, he, he might have just frozen to death yeah so <laughs> Go ahead. We can still hear you. I, I think I, I think I got coyotes chasing my dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's that's the, that's the oh. kind of stuff that happens on this show all the time. <laughs> Don't panic if you hear gunfire, Jimmy. <laughs> so, um, I know that when I was looking at bikes, um, I did I did read your opinion of the 08. 450 and you said you liked it i think think he's hopping into his truck right now because he's freezing he froze to death (laughs) i I think he's probably gonna chase off those coyotes yeah oh he's reaching for the gun right now i gotta go chase some coyotes uh let the dog harden up you know (laughs) hey hey who's that who's that brian guy that might know jimmy uh brian love Brian, flying Brian. Mm, not, um, he's not, from from not, down there. Yeah, not. He's uh, an older guy. He's like Nate's age. Do you know, does that sound familiar, Jimmy? He's seventy-two. Kind of like that. Kind of like that naked dude that you met at the hot springs that said he knew me, George. That guy. No, <laughs> no, <it's> different. <laughs> that name. He's not. He's like a District Thirty Six guy or something. Yeah, that moved up to Montana. Okay, yeah, I, can, yeah, I have, yeah. I have, a, I have a hard, I have a hard time remembering all this stuff. Um, so, okay, so what's what's the what's so, the fast part of that track? Where do you make up time? What, what's going to be problematic? What do you think? Uh, where do you make up time? Uh, breaks. I mean, I just downhills, freaked right? out on those downhills. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, on the brakes, you you make up all your time on the brakes. That's that's the, you know. I have this school where I teach this kind of stuff, although we teach it in such a basic level. People that like race, they think, I don't need that. And then when I ask them to do this really basic thing, just to show me that they can, they understand how to control the motorcycle, you know, with the front brake and the rear brake, et cetera, they can't do it. So um, it's, it's stuff, but it's stuff that you have to practice. You're not going to go down there and all of a sudden learn, learn something new, but uh, it depends on the tracks you ride on. I mean, you, you know, being Glen Helen has some hills. I mean, it really, it really does, and they get pretty rough. And depending on how they prep it, they can get really rutted. And then everybody tends to ride in the same rut that's wider than all the other ruts. And if you know how to go into the rut that isn't that wide, you can go a lot faster because there's less bumps, things like this. Um, found, found Glen Helen. Actually, Glen Helen's really easy to pass on too. That's the other cool thing about it because all you have mm-hmm. to do is stay off the brakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just stay off the brakes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Glen Helen specifically, brakes are, are are huge. But uh, if you go down there, go to Paris Raceway if you have a chance. That's a fun track. Uh, Cahia Raceway is also um, a fun track. I would avoid Lake Elsinore. 
if you have, if you, if, if uh, that's well, the vet track at Lake Elsinore isn't bad, but it's pretty hard packed. The whole place is hard yeah. packed. Pretty hard. Yeah, that place. It, the well, place. Well, isn't... I felt like Lake Elsinore was a lot more than the t- two times I've been to Glen Helen. The one time at the Lake Elsinore vet track was like almost concrete. Okay, but was it better Ooh. than Glen Helen? <laughs> no. 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 Not even close. No. Eh, Paula's kind of a Paula's kind of a hit or miss for me. You know, not really, not really. Yeah, it's you can you can take it or leave it. I actually I don't I don't like it for testing bikes for sure. It just like nothing shows up there. It's just a it's a just a bunch of racers just pounding laps trying to go in a million. And they all end up on the same line and <laughs> yeah. So I can tell you that, it, about well, the vet track there too. <laughs> yeah, the vet track there is kind of. What were some of those other tracks you wanted to see while you were out there? Um. The, um. Paula, you know the famous ones. The famous ones, yeah. Go to Paris. Oh, Paris is Paris is the has the most Paris? history. That's good, but um, Paris. I'm trying to think of the in the in the. Cahi is real prep dependent, but generally it's pretty good. Uh, during the middle of the summer, it's hard to get water into that place, but yeah, there's you know the ones I used to like Race Town, which is up in the high desert, and that one's gone. That was a really good track. It was really good for testing too. So, but uh, yeah, well, hopefully that answered at least some of your questions. Um, any other ones? Um, no, I don't think they do. That was it. Okay. Well, yeah, just uh, trust trust George. I've told him everything that's important in uh, in. He just puts his little spin on it, and then you don't know whether it's really that. Uh, Information is that valid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> practice, practice your practice your starts. That never hurts. I mean, it's the first. It's a it's the best way to beat most of the guys. And uh, and then whatever you do, just sandbag. That's the way Glen Helen works. Especially if you're coming from Montana, uh, drop a class because everybody else does. And unless you smoke everybody, it's not a problem. <laughs> oh well, Every- I actually screwed up and I jumped up a class. So oh boy. <laughs> Well, you might you might get a longer race for it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you'll 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 find that you'll find that the the novice class may actually be faster than the intermediate class because everybody that was in intermediate bumped down to win that trophy, and so you might have been doing yourself a favor. Oh, I'm not okay. really sure. <laughs> so okay, yeah, because I signed up in the intermediate. So, well, cool. Okay, well, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Okay. See you, Jimmy. Hey, Gary's going to drive the truck. Oh, okay. Got a truck driver for the school this weekend. That's good. We we will... Uh, <laughs> See you this weekend. Okay. Well, we'll keep in touch. Thanks, you, guys. Okay. Todd Kelly has Thank a you. question. Too many grinder hookups. No. <laughs> STW hooks. So the guys at... Todd Kelly saying the guys at Straight Rhythm riding the KTMs were saying the EFI wasn't quite there yet. Really? Because... I didn't hear that, but I don't know where. Where did they say that? Did they? I didn't watch the. I haven't watched the broadcast. I watched yet. the. I watched the broadcast, and I heard somebody say that. Um, I heard. I heard someone. Uh, I heard one of the announcers say something like, "Oh, he's still on the carb bike," and I get it. Uh, I'm pretty sure 
that even in the four-stroke days, they could always get more power out of a carburetor than they could the fuel-injected bike. Like net-net, they were mm -hmm. able to get more peak power. And sometimes that's what these racers want to hear. But the other thing that they're, that they're used to, they're used to, is having the snap that the delay a carburetor provides gives. So in other words, when you, when you on a fuel-injected bike, when you come back on the throttle, even if you come back on it hard, it doesn't really snap like a carbureted bike does. Because when you come back on the carbureted bike, it's not, the jetting isn't that perfect. Are you going to be able to get that sound out in the post of the show, do you think? Mm, i probably get a good chunk of it out, but <laughs> it, 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 it's funny. The PC, it, will, it just, it, it's doing this. It's doing this. I'm going to lower some of my... We should move it to someplace else or put a sound barrier in front of it. Put some of that sound yeah. foam in front of it. Again, when you when you have your podcast with just your phone, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on the Instagrams. By the way, because I'm pretty sure Trevor, we got to get Trevor in. Okay. The uh, don't let your computer uh, with a fan. Don't put it next to computer with the fan. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, well we'll see you. At, you're gonna have to tune into one of the live sh sections on Facebook or YouTube, or you can watch this on Facebook or YouTube because we put the finished videos up there. And then you can see the answer to what the section, the question, the um, the new segment, uh, break the embargo. So yeah. uh, we will uh, catch you later. How do I turn this off? There so, we go. And now, okay, that was a horrible one. I'm not even going to save it. Are we going to bring? <laughs> uh, we're going to bring Trevor on, or we're going to try to call him we, right now. Okay. Do we so, want to just? Yeah. Can you put that? Can you give me that plug for I that? Can give you this plug for that thing there. Um, see if I can figure out. So Trevor is currently riding the 2023 Yamaha YZ450F. Hey, while we're talking about this, you know, you know, there's Stark Varg news. No, I did not hear the Stark Varg news. Yeah, it's delayed. <laughs> it's, Im imagine that. I, I mean, who in the world would have thought that they would that they would be delayed? Did anybody think of that? Did anybody it, say that that was probably going to be an issue? My understanding is just about every journalist in the industry thought it was going to get delayed. Really? I felt like a lot of people didn't see – a lot of people had a hard time believing that they were going to meet the quotas that they said they would. Um, At least from the – No, most most of those guys were just playing the company line, and they didn't say anything bad about it. You go back and look. Oh, I'm talking about on podcasts and stuff. No, oh, on podcasts. No, not the video reviews, no. yeah. Who has a podcast? Which journalist has a podcast? A few. There's a few out there. Which ones? Uh, ones that are uh, within 100 miles of us. Okay, we're calling... Oh, the Pulp Show. Yeah, Pulp and uh, JT. But did they... Did they? I never heard them actually say they thought it was going to be delayed. I, I heard J JT question the, the business model of the whole thing. He was, no, I heard in a podcast he was questioning how they were going to get all those parts. Oh, just with with, with how many with you know how they're going to put orders in and everything. I think Trevor's drunk. He's not answering his phone. Yeah, first time for everything. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Yeah, Todd Kelly saying Don and Swap Moto as well. Really? Yeah, I didn't listen to his. So uh, Stark will have a bike. It's it's really easy to have one. It's really easy to have five. But the have how many how many thousands of of <laughs> of orders did they claim they took like that first week? It was mm -hmm. ridiculous, and I know a lot of people that put money on it. 
And they're all, they all, you know, they got a little note that said, you're going to be getting a toolkit that came with like a, a sponge and a Allen wrench because mm-hmm. that's the only tools you need to work on it. Uh, so while we wait for Trevor, uh, Finn825, advice on pivot turning for an intermediate rider on a WR250F. Yeah, first learn how to uh, wheel loft, which is a very delicate timing intensive skill. So once you learn to do that and you can do that 10 out of 10 times. And so the way to figure out if you can do that is park yourself about one foot away from a wall and make sure your wheel comes up off the ground and goes back on the ground before you hit the wall. Simple enough, right? So when you have that technique down, then come back next week or in two months when you practice it enough to get that technique down. And then we'll go over the next steps that you need. Or you can just watch one of the many videos on YouTube that will show you how to pivot turn that won't explain to you the four very critical things you need to do to be able to do the wheel loft. And that's going to be the downfall of anything else you do the entire time when you're trying to attempt a pivot turn. They just Reddit Paris track, so it's badass now. So Reddit is that thing that you um, uh, no, you get all the information on the internet's on. You read no, it put something. redid. Redid. Yeah. Reddit. No, no. Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. That's a whole other can of worms. Okay, I he he spelled redid right, but he spelled Paris wrong. <laughs> so I just transposed his misspellings and made it up my own. I think he's just really excited. That's good. Did you see the video of the guy who tried to backflip Paris? No, like oh, on purpose. Yeah, like this is a yeah. There was like he, uh, he tried to do a backflip off a jump. He tried to Travis Pastrana something. Yeah, I think it was like one of the bigger tables hmm. out there, and he. Said, oh, yeah, I think it's flippable. And he went out there and it did not did not go well. Hmm. No. There's there's somebody, a new YouTube star every day. Yep. All right. Facebook user. The Barcelona factory is impressive. Um, yeah, but getting <laughs> having an impressive factory and actually producing motorcycles that have suspension components that come from different companies that have very impressive factories that turn out a lot of stuff that need orders put in many, many years in advance, uh, you know, and, and I don't know how much they're building in their factory. I think like most motorcycle manufacturers, a lot of the stuff is outsourced to other comp- companies that make certain things. And then they assemble at the factory. You can have an, as- an awesome assembly line, getting the parts from the suppliers for something brand new is generally going to be, a struggle. And I saw that right when they announced, I'm like, wow, where are they getting all this stuff? And right away when they started naming suspension companies, I'm like, oh, that's going to be tough. So, you know, if they, if they, if they would have said like three years, I would have thought that I'm really interested to see, to, to see when this triumph breaks, because it's getting mm-hmm. close. It's they're they're getting to the point where they're about ready to show us something, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing, you know, that, that, I'm actually really excited to see what they come up come it, out with. Yeah, like what suspensions on that, and, and did that put a load mm. on the suspension <laughs> right. uh, market, the 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 OEM supplier suspension market? Mm-hmm. These are things that you just don't think about. It's like, oh yeah, anybody can make a motorcycle, but then you know, going and doing it. What? Oh, where's the extra noise coming from? It's the voice Matron. You had the voice Matron on my feet the entire time. Wait, this this microphone was in use last week. I'm turning it off. Yeah. New to show, Jimmy's foot microphone. I heard that like three or four times during the show, and I wondered what it was. 
See, I, that was my first time hearing it because I've I've been focusing on making the show better. Right. Well, maybe you know, there's some people have foot fetishes, Matt, and so that we should have promoted that. It oh. should have been in the. Well, you know, Jimmy, we 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 all know that the real reason I'm trying to make the cameras better so your grinder account gets a little bit better, and that's why you know, just... your feet being in higher quality for the video is really going. Well, help. me, we that's I told you we're getting another camera. We can just point yeah. it down at my nine toes. Yeah, there we go. And just the whole time, and it's just going to be up in the corner. Actually, that'll be on the OnlyFans. Oh wow! That, that I'm going to start. You know, that's only going to satisfy ninety percent of someone's foot fetish if there's only nine toes. No, it's special. Like how, how, I mean, who's really going to go to the level to cut their toe off to be just like me? Well, I think the 10th toe kind of is what completes it maybe. So on, if they go on the OnlyFans, they'll get the foot cam the oh, whole wow. time and, and we'll answer their questions first, I guess. That's how you do it. You said people could pay us money on this too. Didn't someone do that? Yeah. Yeah. On YouTube. We, we have, we have super chats enabled. We also have, uh, I, memberships might be enabled, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Like people can... Give us uh, money that uh, they can they can essentially send thanks. Yeah. How uh, hard is that going to be for me to send it all back? Hey, speaking of giving us money, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, especially Bulletproof Designs, who has guards and chain things available for most of the 2023 models already. Most 2022 KTM Group products swap over to the new models. So that's already. And then they have the pegs. For the 23 models are going to be available soon. And that that's even if you have a, a TBI two-stroke. Mm. Those foot pegs will work over there too. So check out Bulletproof Designs for all of your protection and foot peg needs. Okay. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, that was excellent. Okay. I, I think that was one of your best reads ever. Thank you. Just keep me happy here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Facebook Flynn user. says, thank you. Yeah, what, it, what is your favorite lithium-ion battery? Okay, Flynn. Um... My current favorite lithium-ion battery is the Shoari batteries, and I've been using those for a long time at my riding schools. They help us out quite a bit. So I'm blown away by the life that I get out of those things as long as you treat them properly. In other words, lithium-ion batteries like do not like having a parasitic load put on them. So in other words, something that's constantly drawing on them or they don't like to be run dead. And the good thing about the Sharis, and I don't know if it's the circuitry or if it's in design, is when you leave your key on, for instance, they get down to a certain voltage and then they just shut off. And then if you charge them back up or you can get the bike started, they charge right back up and they're good again. They don't let it drain down to death levels for lithium ion, where I know some of the cheaper lower end batteries do that. So those are the ones that uh, that I like. So... There we go. Nice. They only have a 250. What's that? I'm not sure. Sometimes I think in the chat, some people don't realize that we only get to see like one or thing at a time and they yeah. answer a question and we're four minutes yeah. behind or 10 minutes deep into it. So uh, anyways, that's why we have the seat concepts, hot seat hotline. Speaking of seat concepts, you may not know this, but I just joined a Husaberg 2008 to 2014 Facebook group. Oh, uh, the other day. So that's that's the um the KTM era Husabergs will call them the more modern. Although I tell you what, even if you're into the older stuff, the older Swedish made Husabergs, they have a lot of information there about this stuff. And I, I need to post there because if you want to get a seat for your Husaberg 570 because they're so powerful and you clinched really hard and you may have like worn the seat out or the foam, 
Mm-hmm. Seat Concepts now has proprietary foam and seat covers for the Husaberg 570s, which also means 450s and 390s, available for you. So uh, if that 570 horsepower is just too much and it's ripping your seat off, that's uh, where you can go. So I know that's a top seller for them. <laughs> they make YZ250 seats too. I saw that on Ken Roxon's YZ250. Oh. I did watch Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I think I, I, the like rain. I know what happens. The but. rain, the rain came at the end. I mean, how often does it rain in Southern California? Not and often, it, right? And it, and it got slippery. And I'm, those guys are so gnarly. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just hey Carson Brown, yeah, killing it in the 125. Dirt yep. bike test legend. Yeah, uh, yeah, we fired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was you know probably our smartest move ever. I think you know just getting just turning him loose to let him go do what he does. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm I'm stoked on Carson because he he does have a good time. He gets he's getting to do lots of cool stuff. Uh, I like that you know he can ride anything, and mm-hmm. he just he just, well, he just kid just wants to ride. Uh, the best thing I remember is at Mini Moto. At this was at the Orleans Arena in Vegas. They had you know the Mini Moto races, and and Dwayne was there, and he trained to probably prep fifty different mini bikes for all different stars and magazine guys and people coming from other countries to race all these aluminum frame mini bikes and different things. And Carson was really young and he was just old enough to be able to race. He was so pissed because he couldn't ride all the time. Mm-hmm. He he they had, you know, they no Carson, you can't ride around the parking lot. No, you can't go on the track. And he was just crying. Just the kid was just <laughs> in there just like throwing temper tantrums and they'd like, okay, just, just go in the back of the parking lot, ride around, come back. And it's like, I want to go on the track. It's like, no, it's not, you know, it's going to be two hours for your next practice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's passion. Yeah. That that was pure passion, but, uh, just wanted to ride his bike. Okay. He seems like a good, uh, good guy too. Yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's, you know, kind of a, he's kind of a shy kid. He lets it, he, Let's it show on the track, though. There's mm-hmm. no no doubt about that. What right. does Mario want to know? Need your advice, guys. I'm 5'8". Best way to drop my Sierra 450 RL. Can you give me advice, bro? Bro. <laughs> Why are you dropping it at 5'8"? Enduro trials are hard on my bike. Enduro trails. Trails, sorry. Enduro trails are hard on my bike. No, your lack of balance is causing the bike to tip over. And you feel that you want to put both feet on the ground where if you were more in tune with your balance, then you would know which foot to put down when the time came to put a foot down. If that makes sense, then you don't need to come to my school. But if it does, doesn't, then, um, yeah, this, we have a class this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just fly out. I'll put you on a bike that's, if you really want to be on a lowered bike, I'll put you on a lowered bike. And then you're after half half an hour you'll go why am i doing this we don't ride with our feet on the ground i don't know why everybody's so worried about putting their feet on the ground mm-hmm. pick a side get your butt off the side of the seat your butt's not velcro to the seat let it slide off a little bit and then put a foot down that you need to and uh yeah did trevor ever send you pictures of the 23 yamaha he didn't send me pictures. he didn't send it, you no. pictures they must be embargoed let me try to call him again let's see here any more questions 450RL might not be the best choice for tra- trail enduro stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It it does it okay. I'm, I mean, you'd be better off on a on a uh, like a two stroke or a no on a Yamaha WR450. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent point. right. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha. This show is partially brought to you by Yamaha. 
So if you uh, want to enter the victory zone, you can go to what's the website? Is it Yamaha Motorsports.com? Well, where's the sheet that I'm supposed to read it off of? It's way over there. And the fan tick kicked on again. Oh, boy. Well, it was very happy with me earlier, and now it's very angry at me. How come I don't? How come I can't find Trevor's phone number on here? Didn't you just call him? I thought I did. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Here we go. We'll try one more time. He's probably probably in bed already. I say he is three hours ahead of us currently, right? Right. Yeah, they're in Florida. I'll call Scott Hoffman. That guy's probably still at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually the reason he's not answering is because he knows he's going to get in trouble. I guarantee you that they told him don't answer that call <laughs> they're they're worried because i know how to ask the questions mm-hmm. i wasn't going to get him in trouble that much right so well we do have two questions lined up for when he doesn't pick up oh really yeah. your call has been forwarded to an automated voice i'm gonna leave a message system. okay seven one four. Oh, we got it now i don't want to give his number out yeah right <laughs> Maybe I should have. We could have, we could have unplugged it really quick and then plugged it back in. Okay, next question. All right. So from TW Hicks, what about lowering a bike for a five foot woman? So there, there. You get into a, a thing here when we're talking about like the size of the woman. Some five foot women are strong enough to be able to ride full size bikes, and they don't necessarily be, need to be lowered. It depends on the way their body's built. You know how much. Uh, you know, how long their legs are versus the torso and all that kind of stuff. But in reality, I think it's a little bit better off that that you don't go overboard with lowering or maybe just find the right bike. Like some of these, like the, the Beta Cross Trainer is a really good bike. Um, someone was pointing out to me uh, that the the Riju, Riju has a, a smaller-ish bike. I don't think it's a smaller frame like the Beta is. And the problem is, is – when you start lowering them, that really alters the geometry, and then the bikes don't work the way that they're supposed to. So um, she is short-legged. Okay, then you you really start – at that point, you do start needing to make it so that they can touch the ground because even when they get off the side of the bike, it's such a long reach to the ground. And then it's a combination of can you lower the subframe a little bit? Can you lower it, which is hard to do. Can you lower the seat, you know, cut the seat foam, making the bike a little bit uncomfortable if they're sitting down, which usually you watch small riders. If they really know how to ride, they don't sit down very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, it's like, do you look at like a big wheeled 85, you know, as the as the ideal bike for it, for, for someone like that? Maybe a TTR 125, big wheel. I ride one. I'm 5'10", and I can ride one, and I can ride it hard, and I can go, well – as fast as most people on their regular bikes when we're riding trails. So it's not that it's that incapable. Yeah, sure. It's like a little low on power, but I got a BBR kit in it. Mm -hmm. Put a tune on that thing. Really good. So yeah, he says they put W the WP built some custom components and they rebuilt the subframe. Right. So they're, they're on the path. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those, those are the kind of things it's the, the issues. The issues are, is that when it's a full size bike, and usually a five foot woman is not the same strength as a 170 pound man. They're usually not 170 pounds and they're not as strong. Mm-hmm. And so controlling a bike like that becomes a little bit problematic. So yeah, we got to do something about that. The computer never did that before. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm trying to lower it down in increments. So it's not. Oh, noticeable. Hey, don't worry. When all this stuff goes out into the ether, they re 
code it themselves. And I and it doesn't matter what it looks like. Nobody's watching this to see what it looks like. They're, uh they're, you know, I don't I have no idea what it's doing wrong, but No, it's just we we're we're using I'm I'm trying to optimize right now. Optimize. Yeah. And so yeah. Visit Yamaha Motorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2023. We need to get that new read because I yeah. might say the number wrong and then it's it's different. So I'd like to tell you about the we next show. I promise you on next week's show, we will dive deep into the YZ450. Actually, I think I may just make Trevor just host the damn show. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to take the weekend off again. I kind of like taking the weekend off. I like not having to do this. Yeah. And then uh, just have felt, Trevor do it. Felt fresh coming in. Really? Yeah. I feel like rusty and dilapidated. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe it shows. Let's let's see. Finn eight two five has another question. If we have any thoughts on the TM dirt bikes, um, I haven't ridden a TM for probably five or six years. They were. And I don't know if I've ridden any of the, I wrote, I think I rode one of the very first fuel injected four strokes and it was kind of, it needed a lot of work, kind of like at the time every fuel injected bike did. They're, they have a very handmade um, build to them mm -hmm. and, and they also need a lot of attention. So what I mean by that is it's not as polished as some of the other products, but if you like to tinker and tune then you'll be just fine with a with a TM. It's it you're going to learn that there's they have little idiosyncrasies like all bikes, and you'll learn what they are for that particular bike. Like I remember when they went to aluminum frames, they tended to vibrate quite a bit more than other bikes that went to aluminum aluminum frames. And I think they were just learning the rigidity. But look, these bikes are winning. You know, they won enduro world championships. You see people doing well on them in extreme enduros. They can be set up and and made to do whatever they need to do. I hope that doesn't sound as bad in the show as it sounds to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Curtis Grimes says 23 FE501 S looking to help the bar with bar vibrations, looking to get the Mako 360 bar clamps asked online. And most people, and most people liked them. What's your opinion? I like flex bars better. <laughs> and of course, um, um, Fast Company is a sponsor of the show. So when you're talking about pure vibration, I think that the that the Mako with a, a, the right elastomer will do better for vibration. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious that you're complaining about vibration on that bike and what kind of vibration it is. So is it the wheels being out of balance? Is it the, is it the, is it engine vibration? There's all different kinds of things. And on these different systems, you know, BRP has a, has a triple clamp mount, a, you know, a handlebar mount that has some elastomers and dampers in it. And I use those in conjunction with the flex bars because I don't think the flex bars are the best at just taking out pure vibration. And when I'm talking about pure vibration, I'm talking more about engine vibration, not wheel out of balance vibration, which are two completely very different things. And and so, and I'm really surprised that the Husky, in my opinion, the Husky vibrates 
less than even the KTM just because of the subframe. And I think they have different bars on them that might be a little bit different. But anyways, so so I think if you're just going for pure vibration, like engine vibration, the Mako might do a little bit better, but you're going to – the issue I have with the Mako is I feel like the bars are disconnected from the triple clamps to a certain extent. And I'm very particular about this. I don't like – and the thing with the flex bars is you're not disconnected at all. You're you're still solid mounted, but again, it's um, it depends on what you're kind of what you're kind of searching for and what you're trying to achieve. And I think I've seen people all over the place, and generally, this is what you'll generally find: if somebody spent you know the five to six hundred, four hundred, three, four hundred, seven hundred dollars on all these different things up there, they're going to tell you it's the best. <laughs> I've, right. I've rarely seen somebody that spent a lot of money on somebody something that told you that no that 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 doesn't necessarily work. And you know I've heard had people tell me yeah the flex bars they they move you know I can feel them move too much for me. And then I go well what elastomers were you running? And they're like huh? I'm like okay. Try did you ever try the stiffer elastomers? And it's like uh no. And like okay because you can adjust how they move. Same thing with the Mako. They have different elastomers for them. And even when I went to the, unfortunately, when I tried them, and this is a long time ago, I haven't tried a newer one. When I went to the stiffest elastomer, any of the benefits that I got from the bars, you know, was it, I didn't get it anymore. It, you know, to the level I wanted. So, and it's a, it's just a, it's a personal thing. I think they definitely do work for a lot of people. And so... Oh, what what sounds bad? Take a bad. Oh, it's to when it. you were talking about the fan. Oh, it does sound bad. Yeah, that's what George is saying. Maybe we should just never even publish this show. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe it's George's Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, there was another question. Where did it go? Wait, I think we we just answered that one. And then Dunlop MX53 for trail riding. Any good puncture resistant? I I have not trail ridden with a Dunlop MX-53. Uh, they generally, if Dunlops are generally all around good tires. I don't, you don't think you're going to have puncture resistance. I think like, show me the nail you're going to run over, you, you know, it's, it's, right. it's, 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 you know, or the rock you're going to, you're going to hit at what pressure are you running it at? Mm -hmm. It's, I, I tell you what, I, I, did I do a front tire comparison with those? I don't know. I think we did something with the front tires on something, but I don't. I don't specifically remember right now. But um, yeah, it'd be it'd be an an average an average front tire. It's probably there's probably some better stuff out there, uh, but it's it's a good all around tire. You're not gonna you're not gonna be bothered by it. Okay, so Curtis Grimes has chimed back in. I'm thinking it's engine vibrations as it's felt at speeds and RPMs. Will def definitely check wheel balance before spending the money on bars or clamps. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So if man, at all speeds and all RPMs, that's weird because usually they have a zone that a, that a bike will vibrate in, and if it's all the time. So here's some other things you can check. So loosen up and retorque your engine mount bolts and your swing arm pivot and your head stay. Like loosen them all up, get them all loose, and then retorque them. And allow the bike to unwind itself, if that makes any sense. Um, the other thing that 
that might help is make sure that your chain tension isn't too tight. I've seen people have their chains too tight and it causes the bike to, to vibrate and makes it bad. Also, uh, if it, let's see on the bars, what else could be weird? That's usually it. I mean, a lot of times the, 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 the bikes are just the chassis all, all wound up or the torques on the, on the engine mounts are wrong. So, okay. RL. I had a 21 TM 300 and now on a 22 TM 300. Love the first one. The second one is even better. No tinkering needed thus far. My only gripe is you have to remove the handlebars to adjust the forks. <laughs> There's, oh. this is, this is what I'm talking about on some of the, um, you know, it's a, it's a hand-built bike. Right. And some of the things. So, I'll tell you what, Ariel, there's there's an adjuster that you can get. I think I'm sure somebody makes an adjuster that you can get so you can do it by hand and not have to use a screwdriver. So that might uh, solve that because I've had bikes like that, too, that were, you know, I actually moved my handlebar position and it went right over the top of the of the forks and then wasn't wasn't easily able to do it. So that's good. Um the, the TMs, like I said, all these bikes are getting better and better. You can't have a junk bike anymore. And so, yeah, there's a lot of guys riding them. So, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, you know, let's, let's do our first Roosterando. Okay. So Roosterando, this is a segment brought to you by Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. Hey, they've got brand new wiring harness, dual sport wiring harnesses for the KTMs and Huskies and gas gases and stuff. So if you are interested in... Uh, if you, if your your stock wiring harness is bad or you need a better one, then uh, go there. Oh boy, here we go. All right, let's starting off winter season fresh today. Yep. So our first segment for Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Hey, if you think the quality of the show is bad, look at that photo. Like, what was it? Is his, his? It was his. Uh, what are they? What do they call the little the, the in emoji or the inst the the profile pics or something like that? And you just. Blew it up. Uh, it could uh, potentially could be that could be bad okay. phone cameras. Well. What do we got there? So this is Jared Stone. It's a 2021 KTM 500 XCFW. Taco Moto with not anymore. Taco Moto get Athena uh, get Pro Moto build exhaust end cap smog delete reads removed Air Force velocity stack intake lead acid battery. Otherwise, stock mostly with coolant heated bars for snow biking. Coolant heated bars. That's the first time I've heard of that. And it's probably a it's probably a um, a troll, troll thing. Have I've you, only ever heard. Of, you know, have you heard of that before? In Alaska, it was always the electric electric heated grip hand, heaters. Yeah, coolant heated bars. So I'm gonna need a little more explanation on this because I think it's it's a Seems like a good idea. It's just how does it circulate? That's a question. Uh, these are interesting uh, ideas. So that bike does not have enough power to be doing a uh, snow bike thing. That photo's fake. Um, I'm sure you can't see it. So here's the way they did that photo because I've been in the photo biz for a little while. No, this is a real product. Oh, my God. It is. Coolant heated bars center flow. You can get them in different colors. So you need a thermostat, and then, yeah, look, they're $325. Okay, so how does it circulate? It oh, just, it just, oh, so there's 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 little 
Yeah, there's a there's an in valve. Yeah, and, and an out. Where's the, is there an out valve at the side? I think. Hey, this is cool. I like to learn something new every show. But yeah. Oh no, on top, on top. So it looks like it circulates around the bar and it comes out. So somehow inside the bar, there's plumbing. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way that they can. There's. I'm trying to see. I mean, I mean for sure. Like it, it has to be a, uh, it has to be like a, a hose or something that just runs in and around. Oh, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it goes in and there's a hose that takes the, to, takes the hot, you know, like there's a T, somehow there's a T inside. I don't know how they're getting inside of there, mm-hmm. but there's some sort of a, of a way that it goes out there and distributes it out to the end of the bar and then it would flow back in. That's, that's a, that's a cool product. Well, you know, the funny thing is we used to have air chambers. You know, there's there was those little fork air bottles uh-huh. that you that w- would make your fork. You could kind of adjust the air volume um, in the chamber. And we were using our handlebars on some bikes that they didn't want to clamp the forks onto. We would actually plumb that air chamber into the handlebar. Mm-hmm. And then you had an adjustment on it as well. Um, and it, you could really affect the initial um, stroke of the fork by... Uh, quite some bit with a similar thing using the using the air chamber inside of the handlebar mm-hmm. as part of the suspension but that if it works that's actually pretty cool um sorry i thought he was joking with me but no, no that's glad that's we re- like, researched it no because i don't know why just electric grip heaters wouldn't do the job either but um maybe you know on those bikes like anything you can do to cool them down to well you know i don't know I don't, they just run, run so hard all the time. But mm-hmm. so, okay, back to the photo. So he has a small midget friend who is underneath there and holding the bike up. And then, and then he, the midget friend is also picking up the, is it okay, small person? I mean, is, is also picking up snowballs and throwing it back like, at the, like at dirt the, bombs, but at the camera, like the dirt bombs, like we yeah. talked about back in the old days. Cause if you don't have like a nitrous, Equipped Husaberg 570, you, you're just wasting your time putting a snow track on the back of something like this because you want to talk to some some that eats power. Mm-hmm. Those tracks eat a lot of power. But yeah, but no, that's that's pretty rad. They, they are they are fun though. Like, no, have, have you ridden one in the last few years? Not since they've had a big evolution in the front in the front track in the mm-hmm. in the front uh, ski. Yeah, they, they were when I rode them. They were they they had the back tracks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like um. It was timber sled and there was a couple other um Yeti is a really big popular one. I didn't I never rode a, a Yeti, but they 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 kind of figured out the the track in the back quite a bit, just the way that they flexed and rolled and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh but they were they every t- we rode them for three days and every day we had a new front ski. Try this. And I was like, Oh man, that's better. And okay, that's way worse than oh try this. Well, oh, that's way better. Mm-hmm. And so they were just kind of learning about how that how that worked. Uh but the best one I ever rode is, believe it or not, a KTM 690. Oh, hey. Yeah. yeah it makes a lot of sense, though. It Because it has torque and it can mm-hmm. pull the thing out. And it's got a sh- shit ton of power. Hey, so. we, we, found what, we found a good use for the 690s, though. Yeah. Right. Great snow bike. Yeah. yeah. Great snow bike. Not the, a motorcycle. The ones I rode were all uh, motocross 450s. And they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they got the job done. It's like riding a 125, though. Yeah, yeah. But, just, but, but it handles like, like a road bike. It, I. I kept trying to turn it like a dirt bike, and I couldn't turn it. No, for you, the first yeah, hour. you lean them or something. It's, yeah, well, it's then, weird. Then I pretend I was like Mark Marquez, and I'm like, oh, now this thing's actually starting to turn. And they love powder. It, they love they, powder. They love perfect 
can, there's a certain condition for them because you get them on icy, crusty stuff and they're horrible. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's like riding on sand dunes that have like three inches of water have just fallen on them and they're only mm-hmm. wet this deep. I, I have some experience with that. Did you see my, um, my latest, uh, I did, I've I did, got you in my pocket. I didn't see the full thing, but I, oh, you got bored. You, yes. I should have put that thing, wait till the end, wait for it. Yeah. You know how many times you've had to wait for it on the internet on some stupid video and it was like, that wasn't worth it. This was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to hear what a cartwheel in the sand sounds like and what it, what it's like to land back on your feet after you do it, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, that's what it was. I have, I actually, I put an, I'll put another Insta thingy up there, um, with the explanation of how I landed. So you don't have to go through that whole, that whole, um, audio experience. Well, to, we could talk about it on the better rider. How to land on your feet like a cat. Yeah, there we go. And that's years of experience or you're <laughs> just a cat. So, but you're allergic to cats, so you'll never know. You got to hang yes. out with cats for a long time to figure out these techniques. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, does Jared Stone roost or endo? Not roost. I gave him a hard time, and he taught me something, so he totally roosts. Yeah, he roosts, and I I appreciate the look back with the with the wheelie there. Even though my understanding is that it's actually they're pretty easy to wheelie because it's impossible for them to like loop out. Without the oh no, out. they'll loop out. No, I, no, no. I think I've seen them get stuck up, but I haven't seen them like oh loop like in a wheelie loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like rear like you need a new rear fender yeah, loop. On, out. No, it's hard to get the fender. Um, it's it's you can flip them. You just go up. You just, all you have to do is go up something really steep, and then they grab some extra traction on something, and they'll they'll loop. No, but I, I'm not. Yeah, so I'm talking right. about yeah. Nice look back. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Let's see. I thought I might have saw something from our. Oh wait, wait, wait! Somebody's talking. Chat. Somebody's talking about the things. Don't want to bend the bars in that bike, then. <laughs> well, or crack them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Work damn good. It's for a snowmobile snow thing. They plug the bars. Yeah, I get it. But I'm I'm curious about if you're just pumping water up in and out of there. If you're making it flow, what's going to get the hot water to go out to the bar ends? Would it just do it just naturally? Would it just it would just want to go in and out, I think. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Next, uh, next question. Yep. Okay. So, next question. We'll just go here. Yeah. So water pump. <laughs> yeah. So actually, we'll actually go to a, a real question here. So this is from the 2020. I and, think, by, and by a real question, you mean a question that came in in the uh, the YouTube questions? Well, it's one that's not just going to talk about how great last show was. Okay. Because it was a good show. It Better was. than this one. So from Heat, this was on a X300 XEW, I think the 2020 review. Wouldn't running a 1350 gearing ratio make the XEW more usable in the half gears? In the half gears, is that is that when you misshift between third and fourth and misshift? <laughs> like what's a what's a half gear? I'm not sure what he means by that. So you can you can um, yeah you can definitely go you know go to 13 which is like dropping essentially three teeth in the rear and that's going to close it up quite a bit but it's going to make first so low that it's going to become unusable you'll never use first and then 
Yeah, so it, it it will it'll it'll close it back up, but I don't really think it's I don't really think it's that much of a problem. It kind of depends on it. It depends. It's that's kind of a, the point where you're just kind of a certain kind of certain rider that maybe likes to shift a little too early. You don't mm-hmm. you know you don't you haven't taught yourself to like let the bike rev out a little bit, and so it doesn't pull. And a lot of times, you know, remember when I tell people about like you know was the throttle wide open, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And I go, okay, go try it again and make sure that you, when you turn it, you feel that it's wide open. And what do they do? They go out and then they back off. Right. Because they're right. like, oh, so no, I guess it wasn't wide open. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, you think that's impressive. Now get it wide open and let it keep revving. Right. Like actually let the bike pull. So well, we have drills that we do with this where we have you experience the full aspect of the power band. And so some some guys just, they just can't you know stop from banging that shift a little bit quick and so for them yeah you might need to close the gears up we had test riders at the magazine that anytime we put them on a wide ratio gearbox they struggled with it they just couldn't couldn't come to terms with it and it and a lot of times it wasn't just upshifting it was downshifting Hmm. they would downshift too early and just the bike would just throw it way up in the revs yeah and and that gear was unusable because they're kind of into over rev you know they thought they needed a downshift and they downshift and then all of a sudden they're past peak power and net net and kind of a bad thing and they just they didn't they didn't learn it and they were they were so used to like kind of what their bike did maybe they were you know riding motocross bikes and i know this like even with trevor he's so used to riding the close close race of transmissions he's getting better since he's been riding the fx a little bit more mm-hmm. but he was always like yz 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 didn't like FX because gearbox. Yeah. And then, you know, you just start learning to use it. And then you realize that there's certain things about it that are an advantage. Yeah. You, you do have a, if you need it, you have a lower first gear and then you have a, a taller fifth speed. So um, on the KTM, you have six, but KTM keeps the ratio between fifth and six kind of close. It's just an extra gear and it gives it that much more legs. So their boxes tend to be a little bit tighter, but I, yeah, yeah. You can you can go all the way down. I would only go one or two teeth, maybe two teeth max down on the rear, not to a, a thirteen. The only time I ever went to like a like a from a fourteen down to a thirteen on a KTM was when I was riding ridiculously tight technical stuff where I knew I was never going to use sixth gear, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have like at that time almost three gears for everything. You yeah. know, if you if you really wanted to to go up something with a certain wheel speed and not a lot of horsepower, you could upshift. Or if you needed to get power, you could downshift and go the same speed. And then you have the the snap of the motor. So I don't, I think, you know, stock gearing from on most bikes is really good, but if you have special needs, there's ways to adjust it. I just don't think that people ever fully, you know, they, they're doing it because they heard, Oh, somebody said that the, the, there's gaps in the transmission. It's like, well, are you feeling them? Yes. Okay. Can you do something simple to stop it from happening? I don't know. Or can you can you do something? You know, is is there a reason for your gearing change? Like, what do you actually really net? Are you is there an advantage to that, and are you going to gain from it? So, I think with that, we need to take a commercial break. Yeah, I agree with you. Looking okay. at the time, we'll uh, be right back. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year. 
helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. And we are back. Yeah. Our horrible noise quality and everything. Thanks for joining the show again. Um, support those that support this show. I know you hear that all the time, but in reality, things like this would not be possible if it wasn't for uh, companies that kind of support the sport. There's other ways to support Dirt Bike Test. You can click through the links on our website. You can either go through Rocky Mountain MC ATV or ATV MC. And if you click through there, you can get pretty much anything you would want for your dirt bike. And if you go through our link, we get a small chunk of that. It really helps us out here. Helps pay for Matt to come in here and make fans go off. Yep. So the other thing you can do is click through on Amazon. So if you're buying a, what are we buying on Amazon this week? A small Chinese tractor. You're buying a small Chinese tractor on Amazon. Click through our link and we'll get a small portion of that as well. And uh, that helps us out also. So that's what you get for free. A couple little ad reads here and there. Yep. So Victor says the sound quality is good, which is how can you tell when you're 22 Modellos in <laughs> yep. to the show? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for always supporting Victor. Um, he'll have he'll have a CR five hundred question later. He'll tell us to shove it, but he's probably in Facebook semi Facebook jail as usual. Mm. Is that is your profile picture there, Victor? Is that a CR five hundred? That's what that's what we really need to know. He's he's a Honda guy. Mm. Yeah. So, um, what does Facebook user want to know? Uh, Blias Racing or JD Jet Kit for twenty eleven five thirty EXC six of one half dozen of the other. I don't have any specific um, experience with either of those in that particular bike. So at that point, I can't tell you specifically, but basically you should sell that bike. <laughs> um, especially if it has less than 150 hours on it, because if it has more than that, you're going to be working on it real soon. I think that 
if you're, it, it depends on what you're doing. If you're definitely doing some modifications, you need to have some sort of, um, of a jetting kit to it. If you have, if you have anything more than a, you know, a, a muffler that flows much more than stock, then yes, you're going to have to do something there. Uh, I think both of those companies really know what they're doing and I've had good experience with, uh, both of their stuff. So either or yeah, six and one half dozen or the other. Okay. Sound on YouTube is good. Okay. Look at that. If you're watching no, something else, then something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm getting phone I'm getting text messages from someone about flying planes right now. I, I don't know. This is not tech talk flying plane Tuesday. Well, let's just let's do another on. rooster endo. Yeah, let's do some rooster endo here. Everyone's favorite segment. So this is uh let me this is actually someone that we're familiar with here in prompt. Okay. This is Brian Horton's bike. Brian Horton, a former coach at the uh, Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School. Yeah. Okay, so it's a turbine core slip-on. Look at that. Look at that climb helmet showing it off. Mhm. Look at those hills too. Hey, if if you're if you're on any of my personal um Facebook or Instagram feeds, you probably are familiar with Paul Neff. Did you see the F3 helmet that he smashed? Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. And that helmet mm -hmm. did its job. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It just goes to show that, you know, those, they, that helmet works. Um, mm -hmm. And he ended up with some um, pretty, pretty good injuries, mm -hmm. but nothing too super serious that, right. that we know about. So pretty, pretty good. But yeah, I, I haven't talked to him yet to find out what hit his head mm -hmm. or what he hit his head into. I can't but, believe that he kept riding with that. Yeah, for two days. Well, he, well, he probably didn't take it off. Mm -hmm. He probably, you know, Paul's an ox. He probably just got up and kept going. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was ugly. So, okay, back to this Brian's bike. Okay. A Cherby skid plate, P3 pipe guard. Oh, you know what's for sale right now, though? I think he just had a baby. Another one or is it two or is it the first one? I think this is the first one. Oh, the bike's for sale. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, he's still waiting on the Jimmy Lewis PBR sponsorship sticker. His supplier doesn't answer to Instagram stories. Right here. Um, oh, you can't see that because I'm I'm behind the screen. I'm behind this. Uh, well, th so here, here's the, here's the peebs right there. The bike is, I like it. That's a good. That's a good bike. I mean, what what's not to like about that bike? He's done yeah. a couple little things to it. It looks like it's. It makes me want to go riding there. Look at the wet dirt. Yeah, uh, I got to ride in wet. I got to ride in rain, and then I had to deal with flash floods right afterwards. But uh, pretty good, nice. I wonder what he's covering up on that with this helmet, or just just a sponsor plug? Is it Brian? If you want to do the sponsor plug, I would have rotated that helmet a one eighty. Yeah, so the logo wasn't upside down. But good job. I'm liking it. I think it roosts. Okay. Even though I don't answer his Instagram, Instagram stories. stories. Every time he comes out here, he comes out here like on a holiday. He comes back to town on a holiday weekend, mm -hmm. and I'm never here. And he <laughs> wants to hang out, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm getting, I'm going up to the mountains. I'm going, I'm going to where you get to live, right, right. You know, to go riding, and you're coming back down to Valley of the Dirt People. So, okay. So this is now. Let me get the photo up here. Redone here. So this is going to be Rudy Levick. Rudy Levick. Mm -hmm. It says Twisted Wrench. 
Uh, the pictures on the thing. Oh okay. boy! Wow. A twenty twenty. Here we go. Nike and Irish resize the photo. There we go. 2500 EXCF. So do you resize this like live on the show? It's like scrolls around when they're watching the show. They yeah. get to watch you move that photo around. Yeah. I want to give people some motion sickness. Got it. Taco tuned power commander five. Tidy tail. Fork wrap turn signals. Moto minded dash. Did, did I did I tell you already that I have a girl that wants to write poetry? No. I We did not hear about this. So uh, on the rebel rally, a girl wrote some poetry and it's about motorcycles. And one of them is about like the sound of a two stroke in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so the smell of the two stroke in the morning is the, the sound of the two stroke in the morning. Yeah. And she told me some lot and I'm like, you've got to get me this because I have some co-hosts that I love to have read. <laughs> <laughs> big words. There, there might be some big words and there <laughs> might be just like, can you imagine like, okay. Do you remember when you were their age in a prompt school? Yes. And okay, okay, students, we're going to do poetry. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where did your brain go? Uh, I'm a nerd, so I actually was like kind of excited about it. And mine went How's to, your grinder account doing? No, no, no. But my, my, my mind went to, I'm going to make fun, I'm going to roast the teacher. And I did do that with poetry because he was really cool about it. Oh, okay. So we would roast him and then we roasted the principal with poetry too. See, I, I guarantee you those two, you know, our former co-hosts. Yeah. They they did not engage in that whatsoever. Yeah, so yeah. having them read motorcycle related poetry, <laughs> I, I you know not because I would you know the only reason I know this because I was just like them like mm-hmm. I my brain turned off and I was looking out the window and and on a different planet. So so to have to have that opportunity. So I said I told her to hey, if you can get me this, I I would love to 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 have it read on air. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, by one of my mute co-hosts. <laughs> Which have you heard from any of them lately? No, they don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't hear from them either. Yeah, they're, they're just kids gone. I, I sent them a, I sent them something uh, of like a, a proof of concept for a video idea I had. I didn't get a response from one of them. Oh, the one I only got yeah, two d- words. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Two, oh. Well, that'd be both of them combined. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to this. Back to this bike. Yeah, so fork route. Turn signals, moto minded dash, moto minded headlight mount, Baja designs XL80, bulletproof designs protection everywhere, fast way end cap, fast company absorbent foot pegs, steg pegs, ODI road grips, dirt trick sprockets, a P3 pipe guard, enduro engineering titanium brake pedal, cycle hand guards. Bob, this looks like a bike that you built. Except he didn't drill holes in like weird places and cut stuff out. He has, he has all that stuff and there's a stock muffler on it. <laughs> I mean, I know he put the, I know he put the promo. Oh, that's plastic. That's oh, a plastic yeah. discard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell it. But I think by going with that, he's actually trying to keep it quiet a little bit, which I really, really appreciate. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of seat concepts. Seat. Cycle a- hand guards, double take mirror, seat concepts, tall comfort seat, a chair beast 3.2 with a 90 and, degree insert. And that is a, that is a good, good seat. So the reason I took the bike I took on Rebel, because I spent a lot of time riding around setting checkpoints and things on a KTM 500 uh, that looks exactly like this and that it's a KTM 500, but nothing like this because I don't have nearly the stuff on it. I have a bigger tank um, because of the seat concept seat. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to be cruising down a lot of dirt roads and be sitting down and just cruising. And it was like, 
it was like that bike has a good seat. I'm taking it. So, um, mine has the I have the 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 suede seat. Yeah. So it's super comfy, but they're not they're not as durable. I mean, we know that when we go and buy them, that that it's not going to last as long. But my ass is worth the uh, the extra wear and tear in the seat. Although I do have bikes that are. 2008, 12, 14, 14 years old to have those kind of seats on them. So it's not durability. They harden up a little bit over time. That guy's got a lot of stuff. Bob wants to point at something. He's won the spending war. He won the spending war. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. What's that little leather thing sitting on top of the muffler? He has the, he has some sort of a, that's a protector. Oh, it's a hatchet. Is it a hatchet? Yeah, you see. The, oh, wow. Yeah. He's got the hatchet on the side of the, like, oh, yeah. why bother? It's Halloween, right? Because you're going to go out and just lop heads off of cats or something? Well, like, what I, if there's a, what if there's something on, like, something on the trail and you got to, you got to cut it down, but you don't want a saw? It doesn't you, look like it. Man, have you ever, have you ever cut a tree with a, an axe or a hatchet? Oh, yeah. I don't know why you would ever want yeah, when they make tools for this, I would much yeah. rather have the big silky um, saw. Saw, yeah. Uh, no, you know, maybe I'm, he's I'm just you. maybe he rides in rough neighborhoods and he's not allowed to carry. He's against guns. I don't know. He's just yeah. How how come I? What happened there? Well, I got a. We have some stuff going on here that I gotta tend to, so I had to pop up our stream really quick. Oh, because I said big silky, we got in trouble. No, it's like we a didn't bad get word? in trouble. No, we didn't get in oh, trouble. Oh, you clicked on that Facebook dating thing, didn't you? Yeah, I was. Did uh, you get a hookup? No, <laughs> no, I was trying Matt's, to. Uh, Matt's get getting rid of the bots. Matt's getting dates on our live feed right now as well, we speak. Well, this if you've is noticed, awesome. if you've noticed, if we I, we haven't been getting as much spam, uh huh, because someone here has been deleting it as it comes in, right? So we don't get it as much. Matt's got Tinder Hot XYZ Best Adult Dating Site going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. I didn't. Best I, I dating like, site I like is this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, the XYZ is next level, SS. Don't you worry. Yeah. Hey, this this bike, it roosts too. I don't. Yeah, you know, oh, wait. No, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Put the damn picture back up. Oh, we're putting it back Put up. Put it back up. I've got some, I got some complaints. Okay. Uh, full size. Full size. Yeah. Like Okay. This is taken in the garage. Let's zoom in on the vice. This guy spends a lot of money on his on his on his stuff. Is that a good vice or is that a cheapo harbor Fredo? Or this is gonna determine. Notice he's I the the uh, He's got a complete cylinder set for something in the background there. This guy's mechanicing away. I, that's a that's a El Cheapo vice. I don't know. What do we? I think I've seen this vice in your shop, Jimmy. Hey, I, 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 <laughs> there's a reason why I know things. Okay, <laughs> so uh, that that just and then and then uh, look guys, at that gas tank. That, that's the stock tank. No, that is not the stock. tank. Oh no, tank. it's not. That is yellowed. No, that's that. I I'm starting to recognize that tank. It's there's there, there was something else that it's like a. God, I want to say DR650 tank that that thing fits on. So who knows? Uh, but that is definitely not off the KTM. Yeah, I mean. 
Water yeah. bottle's empty too back here. Yeah, but the fact that he didn't take it outside to shoot it, it's going to... Uh, yeah, he doesn't get the the points. The bike roost, but it's really going to affect you in the overall outcome. The, the photo effort. Besides, he doesn't need 100 bucks. He's already spent plenty of hundreds on that thing. Right. He's dropping Benji's all, all over the place. <laughs> all right. So don't shoot your bike in your garage if you want to... Oh, Okay, so if you're not going to shoot it in the garage, at least don't roll it out in front of your garage and put it in front of your wife's Lexus. Yeah, it could be his Lexus. Oh, come on. Like, Hey, you see the car I drive? This, Yeah, everybody's not like you, Matt. I think, I honestly think that, well, if... <laughs> oh, hold on. He's got a nice... Wait, is this a street? Oh, that's a street. I thought this was his driveway for a second. So hold on. That's that's street parking. We don't know whose Lexus that could be. That could be the neighbor's. He it's uh okay. Yeah, it could be the neighbor parked in they wrecked his he was probably just shooting this photo and she came home late from work, popped her cooler out, which is in the background, just dropped the cooler out of the car. The contents of the cooler also affect the the rating. Right. He's got the plug in the muffler. So he probably he's probably in such a restrictive neighborhood he's not allowed to allow, allow unused exhaust fumes to come out of it's california so he can't have the unused exhaust fumes coming out of that muffler at any time okay let's let's hear about this bike whose is it jesse jesse uh weiner's jesse weiner okay yep 2021 exc f350 the only thing i do not have done is the internal gear is the internal oil gear thermal delete bike rips as it should so he doesn't really list it so this is so the automatic. only thing that's not done is the oil gears. It's probably one of the only things you don't need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there were some bikes that were actually were kind of notorious for eating up the the oil gears, plastic oil gears in the past, and there was a reason for it. And I don't remember what it was. And it wasn't the plastic gears; it was something else. And so if you installed the aluminum gears on them, which you could, and there was kits for it, all it did was transfer the force into the other part, which resulted in low oil pressure when that part actually wore out. So um, they don't put them in there because they're cheap. I mean, that's one of the reasons, but that's not mm -hmm. the only reason. <laughs> so uh, I, have a, I have a 350. What year was this? 21. 21. Okay. You got a lot more years before you need to think about those um, metal gears. I have a – what year is Hazard? A 14. And I'll bet you that bike has lots of hours, like six, 700 hours on it. And it's got plastic gears in there, and it's fine. Uh, yes, Bob? Replaced it for 20. No, fixed it. They – So they've, 20, 20 KTM 350s Oh, oh, between the, the plastic the plastic gears. Right. Okay. I don't know if they're another kind of plastic. Or so we, we have we have a, a Bob who is um it's Sancho's Lexus. <laughs> 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 um Bob says there's an update. So there are times when they do update parts and maybe just you know, a lot of times it goes from one vendor to another because they, they can't get it, or maybe they do actually kind of beef something up because there is kind of a failure thing, but Trust me, uh, it's probably not going to be a problem. And I don't just say – I'm not a shill for these companies, you know, unless they pay me enough. But um, I haven't got a check from KTM for a long time. In fact, I got a they, – they wanted receipts for something the other day, and I didn't have receipts. Mm. Uh, 
shit, I got to do that. <laughs> I took a week. Did I tell you I was camping out in the desert with 110 women uh, yeah. for the last 10 days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need, I have a lot of estrogen. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of Does estrogen. Does this mean you're, you're going to be okay That's with driving the, my car now? It's contact estrogen. Contact estrogen. There is mm-hmm. such a thing. Um, no, 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 I'm not, I won't, they all, it, Matt, yeah. every single one of them drove, drove a, drove a vehicle that was way more badass than you, even the Subarus. Oh, and those yeah. have, those have love, by the way. Hey, I love Subarus. Those things are awesome. Yeah. Subarus. Yeah. The car is made with love and they make mil- military helicopters that kill with love. Uh, I, I guess I've been out in the desert for too long. I think this bike has no... I don't like anything about this bike. <laughs> Endo. Yeah, I was going to say, nothing stands out about it. It's pretty... Bad picture. Bad picture. Bad description. Yep. Uh, it's it's actually front discard metal. Yep. Right. Um, so that's an automatic Endo, I think, in our book. But the other the other thing is, like, it, it just done uh, nothing. Uh, hmm. On the oil pump gears, you are incorrect. K In 23, KTM went to metal. Okay. Oh, this is the show. Lazy. lazy I haven't photos. had a chance to. I haven't had a chance to do anything with the twenty three KTM's. <laughs> so this is this this is my least favorite photo. Is your least favorite photo? It's yes. tiny for, in my hand, at least. Yeah, it'll get blown up. But but it's that's not the photo, man. That's not the photo. That's there's nothing wrong with that photo, other than you can't see the bike. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what is the point? Of, what is the point of? The, well, I know. This? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like no, I no, want, no, like, like, I want I want to go ride there. I'm going to open that gate. I'm going to take off, and then I'm going to go. Yeah. And here's a picture of a bike, and it's like, you know, when my cat walks away from me, and I snap the picture, and it's just butthole. Yes, well, that's what I send to George all the time. I say, mm-hmm. Selma says hi. Uh, this is the way I feel about this photo too. But yep. uh, you know. <laughs> He could have caught a little more of a profile, but it's probably the only photo he had of his bike when he heard us say, hey, if yeah. you submit a photo and a description of your bike to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, you could win 100 bucks." And people just go, yeah. Oh, shoot. This is the only photo I have of my bike. It's mm-hmm. not in my garage. Because most of these guys, are they're in their garage when they do it. And I understand. But if you're going to win 100 bucks, you're going to put a little effort into this, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was only a $50 gift certificate... Then I'll then I don't care about the photo. But right. hundred bucks? There you go. A little effort. Okay. This is Matthew Lynn, a twenty twenty two Husqvarna FE three fifty S. WP Explorer four cartridges, revalved and sprung shock with X Trig SAG adjustment collar, fastway linkage guard, Husqvarna factory headlight, enduro engineering radiator guards. Factory headlight. I'd like to see that. <laughs> we I would like to see it too. Go ahead. Uh, Cherubi's four and a half gallon tank, Samco hoses, factory reservoir tank, recluse clutch, Promoto bill exhaust cap, taco tuned get Wi Fi ECU and map switch, Dirt Tricks front and rear sprockets, TM Design Works chain guard, uh, chain guide, Husqvarna factory racing rear disc guard, a Cherubi's front disc guard and fork lug guards, TMC. Ta- fuel Takamoto, fittings, yeah. yeah. Takamoto, Takamoto accessory wiring kit, twin air power flow air filter and cage, Psycra handguards, Husky PDHS bar mount kit, Golan fuel filter, and giant loop trail rack. Yeah. So this guy, you know, in all honesty, this guy 
has built his dream machine. Oh no, th- th- this this bike is awesome. It's really awesome. It's be and and Trail Tech Voyager too. Voyager Pro, yeah, good. Hey, uh, do, do you say that? No, he didn't. I don't think can he you, did. Is it a Voyager or is it a Montana? Can you tell? It looks can, like can we, a, can we zoom in on this horrible? So the good thing is that if you're if you are uh, listening, to this as a podcast. You rely on our descriptions of this stuff, and you can't see these horrible photos. We're just seeing the ass of a bike in a mountain, right? We can, we can make out like the the tank and some stuff. Yeah, you can see some things. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a Voyager or not. I can't tell. It looks kind of like one. It, it definitely looks like one from this angle here, right? Yeah. Okay, we'll call it a Voyager, even yeah. though we didn't say so. Uh, Trail Tech does sponsor Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You can get your Trail Tech Voyager Pro, and the best thing about the Voyager Pro is buddy tracking. So if you're like me and you have no buddies, it's not a big advantage. But if you do ride with your friends and they have Voyager Pros, you can see where they're at. So that is probably one of the biggest advantages. Plus, it's a motorcycle-specific GPS unit that you can check the temperature on your bike. You can... uh, you know, it'll you can wire it in and watch the coolant temperature. There's a tack on it if you're into like checking your RPM, all this stuff. And that data is actually logged onto your track log. So if you ever wonder about what you're doing, how hot did my bike get at the top of that hill? It'll tell you. Mm-hmm. These are Voyager Pro and actually the old Voyager did the same thing. So it didn't have the buddy tracking though. Right. So and the interface wasn't as nice. That's uh that's good. Um uh I'm roosting it just not not for the photo. I'm roosting it for the podcast people. If, if it they don't, had, they a don't bad, get they don't get to see they don't get to see the photo. If it had a better photo, it would it, it would be in contention for the win. Right, I already know what's in contention for the win. Oh, really? Yeah, it's two of them. There's I, two two I, of them here. And the problem is is here's here's the problem. So so the two that are in contention, is, of course, is Brian's bike, who's who's a friend, a former coach at the school. Mm-hmm. Has a super clean bike, more than anybody here. No, he's got a good job now. He's not like you. He's not a poor person like you and me. Yep. He could probably use that. I have no idea about the snow bike guy, but you know the snow bike guys I hung out with. These guys did not. We're not hurting for the cash. No, like, no. It's, oh, that is an expensive sport to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They burn a lot of gas, mm-hmm. and yeah, they usually have really nice, you know, jacked up dually trucks with four wheel drive. And they tow a really nice trailer that you can ride in the back and out the front. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so what's your pick? Okay, so if, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I know Brian mm-hmm. and he is – he you know, he has helped out here before. Right. He would be my winner. Right. But I don't know if I can – I don't know if we can give it to him. Because he, he put his – oh, it just on, on – uh, it just, would seem kind of stilted. Just yeah, just on, on the basis that I would, he's I would, here. I would say yeah, okay, no, I would say you know what, the fact that he put his helmet on the handlebars the wrong way, yeah, and and he knows that climb is a sponsor of this show, he should have flipped mm-hmm. that thing a one eighty, yeah, that he can't win. So the guy with snow bike wins, snow bike wins for me, snow too. bike wins. Okay, good. Yeah, for for a moment I thought you had this one in contention because of the hatchet. <laughs> the hatchet is cool, but it was like he he already had too much stuff. This bike would be in contention if it was a better photo. That bike, this bike, out of all the bikes, I think the, that the, the, the 350, the 350 yeah, the 350 that was on the trail, not in the driveway, mm-hmm. about to be run over by a Lexus when, when 
yeah. in in that cooler. I'm not going to tell you, but there's there was there were bottles of wine, and she she drank them right before she's going to go out and drive down PCH, mm-hmm. and she's probably going to hit him before she hits the bicycle rider. It's just the way it works down there. <laughs> so yeah, the the, uh, the, yeah. the 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 Husky 350 I thought was a well set up bike, and yeah. the photo the photo would be nice if we could see the bike, but. And the it, mountains, I want to go ride there right now. No, yeah. No, I want to go ride where Brian's bike is, and I want to ride where where that guy's bike is, because it definitely actually, looks like the mountains and stuff. Actually, I wouldn't mind riding this bike. The snow the snow machine. Yes, because well, since, it, since, because I it, it's not mine. I know, I wouldn't well, want to own one. Well, no, you <laughs> should fun to ride though. You should when you when you interact with them, Matt, when you act with them about getting the um you know, getting them the Takomoto money, hundred mm-hmm. bucks from Takomoto.co, I'm sure. That there's something he can do to get more power on that because you need more, no oh, matter what. Yeah. And if you get more, you're going to need more than that right. on a snow bike. You can probably hook up with that guy. He'll probably invite you out for a little ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jared Stone, I believe, right? Yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Jared Stone. Go ahead, go ahead and reach out to me, Matt, at jimmylewisoffroad.com. We'll get you set up. So I actually have a question. Hey, for and, I'll, and I'll tell you, the snow bikes are ridiculously fun, especially mm-hmm. when you get them in good conditions. There's, there's, oh, yeah. it. And it's funny because you, when you watch the guys ride them, you go, "Oh my God, they must be the best riders in the world!" And it's it's amazing where you can go, mm-hmm. that just like up the side of hills and things. It's yeah. crazy. But when you don't know where the rivers and the tree wells are, uh, then it's amazing how stuck they can get. And you better mm-hmm. have a lot of really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> Because they it, are heavy. Well, the same goes for like uh, snow, snow machines or snowmobiles as lower 48 people call them. uh but yeah the uh i wouldn't want to get you, you call them snowmobiles in alaska snow machines snow machines yeah that seems snow like machines. it's it's drifted south because yeah. i was corrected when i re- went riding snow bikes we went with a couple guys that were you know really good snow machine mm-hmm. riders and which is like riding a three-wheeler hey, right i saw a guy at glamis that had the super sano takati 250 that's the kawasaki three-wheeler oh really he was it was i mean i was it was out the sun had just started coming up six o'clock in the morning and he was out polishing this thing he had his he was polishing <laughs> that sucker and i would i was meeting with another guy because we were setting flags for the rebel rally doing checkpoints and stuff and i came back an hour and a half later he was still polishing this thing <laughs> <laughs> and so so we kind of were done with what we had to do and i kind of had to roll over to the guy just to check it out and i said ah, pretty sweet Takati, and he's like, you know, he that I knew what it was was kind of a shock to him. And he's like, oh yeah, and, I, and I'm like, uh, eighty, because I noticed the airbox cover; they were distinctive back then. Because it was almost they they just cut a KX250 and built a three wheeler out of it. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, ninety five or ninety six. He told me the year, and I'm like, oh yeah, because it, it looks like this. And he goes, no, no, I had it, and he started telling me everything about Takatis because he knew it. And going mm-hmm. back, and uh, but yeah, pretty pretty proud of the thing. Uh, Interesting, we talked about like getting parts because of the older bikes, you know, mm-hmm. how do you get parts for this kind of stuff? And he had it all pretty sweetened up. But I left him with one really important thought. I said, right on, bro. I said, three wheeling's a good feeling. <laughs> I clicked <laughs> in a gear and took off. <laughs> so, yeah, good times. Nice, nice. You said you had a question. I did have a question regarding these because mm-hmm. I, I already know the answer. Well, I, I I already know what you're going to say, but I have a feeling like I've heard this come up. Okay, so since you said that, yeah. here's the way this works. Since you said that, yeah. now you get to tell me my answer, but go ahead. Okay, so I have a – like I said, this is what I think you're going to say. Because I've heard some people say you want a 500 two-stroke 
for a snow bike. And to me, I just don't see how that would be any better than a, a modern like 450, 500, 570, 690, like four stroke. I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be better than. Everybody that was with me when we were doing this th- stuff, because they had like they were they were really trying a lot of different s- things. And when I said, "Man, I really like this 690," they're like, "What? It's kind of heavy." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, but it has power. I can at least." So when you're riding, you know, I see people put them on like 300 two strokes. Yeah, they convert them, and and I'm like, "Man, that bike just. I mean, it has a lot of power, but so imagine." If you haven't ridden a 125, the way you ride a 125 is basically pinned mm-hmm. and you're shifting a lot. Like like the minute, you know, you, you, you it starts bogging down, you downshift. And like you, you just wait till it p- hits and you shift, 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 lots of shifting. Two downshifts going into a turn, three downshifts going into a turn. This is stuff that a 450 rider or a 500 rider never, ever does on the dirt. But when you're riding one of these in the snow, mm-hmm. to me, that's the way it felt. Where the 690, all of a sudden, I didn't have to shift so much. You know, you could actually, you weren't wide open all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you, you could actually, you know, roll it on and 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 use the use the you know use the power and and shift a lot less. And so the the weight disadvantage, you know, or it, I don't even think it was that much of a disadvantage. But then again, I wasn't flipping it and 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 pivoting on it like a lot of these guys. You watch them mm-hmm. ride in the videos now, and trust me. You're not going to ride like the guys you see in the videos, or at least the the, the extreme videos. You're going to be doing a lot more like trail riding, and just and that's what's really fun about them is when you just find just open patches of powder, or just dodging through you know wider sections of trees. They, and especially and when we got in the really tight trees, the six ninety killed it compared mm-hmm. to what these guys were bogging down and you know feathering the clutch and you know having to do three downshifts to get back out when they sunk. Yeah. And that that six nine, you could back off and just roll. It was it was like riding my twin cylinder rally bike in the dunes. Everybody goes, that must have been a pig. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I rolled the throttle on it, and it got on top, and it was gone. Yeah. So there's a there's a place for displacement and size, and sometimes weight comes along with it, and it just depends on how that how that stuff works. So that's that's that was my take on them. I I actually probably should try to find I'll, I'm try to find a way to go back out on some newer ones. I'd really like to, mm-hmm. and. And now you hear about the guys that are, you you know, the guys that know what they're doing. They're doing nitrous injection and all this other stuff. And it'd be interesting to see how that all works out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Todd Hicks can give us a story about what estrogen he makes aftermarket ones. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. What was he, what was he replying to on that? Uh, Let's see. I think he was referring to. Oil, oil pump, pump gears. gears. Okay. 23 KTM with metal. I'll give you the entire story since he makes... Okay, so I'm assuming he's talking oh. about the oil gear. Yeah. Send me an email, Todd. A, 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 a T, Todd or TW. Um, I would like to uh, like to learn a little bit about it because I I knew the story back when it was... And it was the KTM 530s, the ones that were eating them before. And uh, right. So he caught us. Metal oil pump gears. So I remember I knew I used to know the reason on the KTM 530s why they did it and what they did and it was kind of like you were fixing one problem to cause another. Mm-hmm. And they I think they I, you know some some people say yeah for sure it's a cost issue it's it's easier to just pump out these uh things and Bob's raising his hand. The plastic gear ones at a different frequency. Different frequencies. Yeah. yeah. So so if if you had let's just say 
Yeah, let's just say you were working on an airplane that had some gears in it that were plastic. Would you replace them with oil with metal ones? Just because? <laughs> Not without a bunch of testing. Yeah. Good thing our motorcycles don't fly. Because <laughs> I see what a lot of people <laughs> do it. Uh so he says, um, and uh Nader Tater said, sorry, butt text. Now yep. how do do you butt text us? Oh, he gave us a question earlier. Wow, that's good. I'm glad your butt likes my show. I'd like to talk to it sometime, but there's another account for that, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna get someone else to start managing it. You know, I just I can only handle too many, so many things. Right, the the OnlyFans. Yeah, well, I, let's see. You let's see. We've been pitching the the grinder account. Right. The the OnlyFans for your for your foot fetish fans. And no, but I mean, I mean, how? Okay, would it work uh, a motorcycle OnlyFans content where we shoot like videos for people that have motorcycle questions? You know, it, it potentially could work because OnlyFans, you know, it, it, it actually was originally designed for like, you know, premium Experts. content. It's, it was meant to be kind of like a uh, a version of Patreon or something, you know, you get exclusive content for subscribing to someone. Uh, it just so happens to turn into... Uh, the damn hookers got a hold of it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is you, you know the reason that, you remember those things called VHS tapes? Yes. Ever heard of ones called Betamax? No. Okay. So the reason you know about VHS, not Betamax, is there's one word, hmm. four letters, starts with a P. Oh, porn. Right. Yeah. Oh. So that I, that made the decision between those two things. And and I, I'm not joking about this because I've no. told this to people before. You look at what drives certain things on the internet. Four letters starts with a P. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's where that's where a lot of the video streaming stuff comes from. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the 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 you know. And, and the internet will drive the price of everything down to zero. Mm -hmm. There's, and this is, I, I live in this world because we're sitting here trying to make a couple bucks on doing a, a podcast, a show, a, a live show, mm -hmm. providing good information and stuff like that. There's a hundred other people that are doing exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Without a doubt. I don't know what their numbers are. I don't care. I, I you know, if someone's doing something better or different than us, I would I would like to learn a little bit about what it is, but it's like eh, it's not mm -hmm. worth it to research, do all the research and stuff. But the fact that that stuff that starts with a P and ends with an N, it's four letters. It's free all over the internet, mm -hmm. like crazy. And, and it's like, how do they make money? Like, how does that make how does that make money? You know mm -hmm. what? You know, because I worked at the world's largest dirt bike magazine. I know how it made money. And when they started transitioning over to trying to do stuff, you know, digitally, you know, uh, websites and, and you know, you need to be on this, Facebook and Instagram or whatever it was at the time, MySpace. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the question was, how are you going to make money at it? Because that platform is designed to make money and they're going to take you and take a certain percentage of your money. And really the money you're going to make there isn't that much to begin with. Mm -hmm. How does it all do this? I mean – it's so I'm always kind of, you know, I don't just look at porn for, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it from a science perspective because you got to go to the science. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, how does this make anybody, how is anybody here making money? So Jimmy, I'm going to, well, so it's, I'm pretty sure it's still ad revenue. Ad revenue. Like I'm pretty sure. I 
And well, and and you know, horny horny people will be will pay a pretty penny if they're horny enough. Okay. So, but another. But I mean, you, you, you're you're so you're telling me that that our viewers aren't horny for for motorcycles. Well, they're probably horny for your nine toes, but um, no, that's that's the special grander. fans. Okay. <laughs> but so there was a point you made though that I wanted to I wanted to get to because I just heard about this on a podcast. Is you you know the porn industry actually see this drives. is what happens, Nate Tater, when you give us a butt text. Yeah, we it, it start going off the this. deep end. So keep going. But no, this is, this is by the way not more soccer related at all. So you know the you know, the advancements in AI now. You've been you know there's AI generated art now. There's AI generated like writing. Like you give it a prompt and it'll tell you a story now. Right. Or, or you give it a prompt and it'll generate you an image now. Guess what the first application for it's become, like the wide used application. Oh, it starts with a P? Yeah. Four letters? Smut and porn and stuff like that. Wow. No, so, it doesn't doesn't surprise me. No, no. It's, I've, one, of the, one of the podcasts I've been listening to is, a, is an AI podcast. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, about, it's about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of two guys that talk about it. One guy is on one side. He doesn't think it's going to take over and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And the other guy knows that it's going to take over and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I worded that exactly right, but essentially Skynet from Terminator or yeah, what, however, somehow, whatever. But they, they talk about just the fact that it's, that it's infinite. And it, so you think about like, you know, you're watching, you're sitting here, you're watching this, you're listening to it. It's bits coming through a speaker, mm-hmm. you know, translated it's pixels on a screen. And imagine that all it is is pixels on a screen, so it doesn't have to be real. Yeah. And therefore, if a computer knows how to organize all those pixels, which mm-hmm. it does, yeah. how come it can't just organize those pixels to make the reality that you want? So when you say, you know what? I don't like that Jimmy guy. I wish that so-and-so were the co-host. Well, it can pixelize the, the other person and put their image here mm-hmm. very easily. And then it can go grab sound bikes, figure how it, how it talks. And then superimpose my words into their voice and communicate it. And now you have that show. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know if I would say it, it can do it super easily, but it definitely can do it. Oh, it's not there yet, but that's yeah. what this is what's coming. Mm-hmm. And this is the well, I mean, just look at the deep fake technology you're seeing in movies already. And then, right. Well, you can all, yeah. And literally what you just said regarding the voice, you know, they know how to rearrange it to kind of get you to yeah, say you whatever change you want. I, I can do half of it with a voice Metron. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so I, what what does this have to do with dirt bikes man enjoy riding your stinking dirt bike while you can <laughs> like like literally everybody's gonna drop half all this first the stupid people are gonna just go into this ai you know world and they're just gonna be so they're just, you're gonna need the chair that they had in idiocracy where you can just sit there and it feeds you and you shit out of it and you don't go any place you go uh like this at the screen and then Unfortunately, that's going to affect us being able to ride motorcycles. I don't know exactly how yet, but when I figure it out, I'll explain it because I'm going to try to exploit it before it happens. Can't say I'm as pessimistic uh, <laughs> as your view on that is. <laughs> I, I, I see it as this cool way to open open so many more open doors to things that you know that it can open so creative. It can make the creative process easier, but could also it makes some things easier. So we can start to ponder about things that. You know that we normally. What does this have to do with you sitting on your motorcycle and going riding? What if it can lead to more advancements in motorcycles, like technology and stuff like that? It 
it will it has because of all the 3d modeling and all the yeah yeah and that, that's 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 the early effects of it but i i feel like we're coming up to a cliff mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it's like why do i need a motorcycle i can sit in my chair and i can feel like i'm riding and take a poop at the same time <laughs> you know and i i you know it's it's uh i was i was talking to a guy today it was we were talking about like he, he had kids or something and i'm and we were talking about like the all the kids out running around electric bikes, and I'm and I mean I'm stoked to see it, but at the same time, it's like some of these parents are just so happy to have their kids outside doing something, which isn't just staring at a screen, mm-hmm. and they're letting their kids do stupid shit. And one of these kids is going to do something that's mm-hmm. stupid, and bad shit's going to happen. It's going to make the news, and all of a sudden they're going to clip it. Electric bikes are dangerous. Just bicycles, electric, whatever. And it's gonna it's just like the 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 sixty minutes thing. On lead and motorcycles, you know, the, the lead band, do you remember this? This is on mini bikes. They couldn't sell mini bikes to kids for a while because they could chew on the battery and they get lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. And it had a big impact. You know, they were, they were in, in this kind of thing can change something. And I, I, it's, this is a, this is a, how did we get off on this deep end? I don't know. <laughs> we got but, five more minutes to kill. So let's keep going with it. We can kill this show right now. Well, yeah, but, but the, the whole, the whole thing is, 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 is that you know now now some parents are just like oh they're outside they're doing stuff and they don't it's it's better to have them outside doing stuff than really care about what they're doing and i'm not a parent so i don't really know but mm-hmm. like i i was lucky because you know when i grew up we could go ride our dirt bikes and jump our bmx bikes and all this stuff and we didn't have to wear i didn't wear a helmet mm-hmm. you know and i wore a helmet on the motorcycle had to wear it on the motorcycle not so much on the bicycle and and there's I mean, it's all evolving and there's different levels, but yeah, I think once you can, these AI, these fake experiences, I mean, there, there are gaming leagues where people are doing championships and motorcycle racing on, on, uh, on the computers. Yeah. On, on, like I, for a while there, I was streaming motocross games myself. Right. But do, do, how many of those people actually rode? Almost all of them. How much did they ride versus how much did they play? Or you know that that was mm-hmm. this is a, this is a good question to to figure. Well, and it depends on the personality. Like you know, a lot of people also were flying. Brian five twenty says, "Stop drinking beer when you wander." Wonder, wonder, yeah. When I wonder, wander actually same yeah. thing. Wander, wonder, but <laughs> I don't know. So uh, we have a real question, though. Okay, let's answer a real question. Okay, I'm decent so, with suspense and all. Uh, hey, if this if this if this conversation stimulated you, uh, we don't have another podcast that goes deeper in this crap. No, um, but if you know how to fix the fan on the computer that makes all this horrible noise, email Matt. Yeah, and uh, let him know how to fix it. Okay, so what does Gregory want to know? Gregory Eddinger. I'm decent with suspension. There's no suspense way he's still knowledge. on the show. He just he heard us talking about other crap and just clicked off. But we'll answer it. Anyways. I'm getting serious fork chatter on washboards. My forks are in the upper stroke. I have no idea for any adjustments to help reduce it. Any ideas? Yeah, Greg, I have a lot of ideas. Tell me if you if you're still here. Tell me what bike you're on because if you're on like a a WP suspension, it's a little bit different than what I would do on a Kaaba or a Showa suspension, uh, for instance. So if you could help me with that bike, it would make it a lot easier to answer the question. Uh, but the first thing I'll tell you, regardless of anything else, is make sure that the air in the forks 
is bled because the number one thing I see happen is a lot of guys, they don't bleed the fork in the beginning or it has a little bit of pressure and then the forks get warm and there's more pressure in there. And that really, really, okay, there we go. FE350, we're doing WP. Mm-hmm. That makes it tough because <laughs> nor- ordinarily what you're feeling there is a low speed compression or low speed rebound adjustment. And on the WP, the the clickers do more of a mid-speed thing, so it's harder to get out. So more so on your bike, you're going to want to play with the air pressure somehow or another. So if and if it's an upper part of the stroke and you feel like it's staying a little bit high, try making sure it's at zero pressure or take a little bit of pressure out of the fork. In other words, like make it negative, uh, modded. I don't know what the mods do. Uh Make sure that, the, that you've that maybe even a little bit negative pressure. See if that works. Has base valves. Okay, that's a good thing. If you have the base valve, you have a little bit more uh, compression adjustability. So, but do what I do, do what I was saying first. Play with the air pressure. So try actually, um, you know, bleeding the forks taking the screw out of the forks and then compressing them a little bit and then screwing the bleeder back in so it's a negative pressure and see if that makes a a little bit of a difference. If that makes it worse, then stiffen the compression up a little bit and open the rebound. So in other words, you're just trying to get it to move a little bit more. But then at that point, go back to zero, go back to zero air pressure and and try to do that. Um, And then the base valve, remember the base valve can only make it softer than standard so ideally when you screw the base valve all the way in that's standard and then you open it up and that will make it softer which should be more supple most of the time but remember that the that the rebound on the other side of the fork has almost as much if not more influence on the compression than that valve does so how did i know that because I've played with it before. I know about those damn washboards. So uh, Nader Tater has a real question. I've got a 04300 EXC. What's your opinion on a light restoration versus selling it and buying new? It's a great bike. just shows its age. 300. 04. That's a good bike. Light restorations. Uh, man. So every I say every four years, KTM collectively makes a pretty significant jump in the character of the bike. Now, whether the character is, if you want to change the character for some reason, maybe read some of the reviews. And usually the character tends to be lighter feeling, uh, a little more agile, which, which, which suffers a little bit on the stability. So if you want a little more agile, a little less stability, the newer bikes will probably uh, make you happier. Although I remember from when they went from the 1819 to the 20, they actually kept all the stability and made the bike more agile on the, on the two stroke on the 300. I know cause I have a 19 and, and I haven't spent a ton of time on the 21, 20 or 20, 21 or 22. Whenever they made the next change, I did spend a little bit of time and I'm not totally sure whether I'm all on board with that handling change. Mm-hmm. Like it's a character thing. And yeah. for some people would feel it's better and other people would, you know, so Nate, hopefully that your butt text that turned our show sideways, 
is that other answer makes up for it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, thanks everybody for joining. You can always support us uh, by clicking through our Amazon and Rocky Mountain MC links. Thanks to our sponsors, Bulletproof Design, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, Flex Handlebars. I love the Flex Handlebars. I was talking to my suspension guy today and he said, man, you like your fork stiff. And I go, yeah, because I have Flex Handlebars on it and they make bad forks good. So even if I set them up bad, the forks fix it. DDC, Trail Tech, Climb. Even if you put your helmet on the handlebars upside down, it costs you 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. They still make good gear. Scott Sports, Takamoto, Yamaha, and Matt for uh, coming in and uh, making the computer howl like a wind tunnel. Just trying to, you know, just trying to make things better here. So we will, uh, Blake, uh, submit that question for next week, and we will see you out on the trail. So cheers.